When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 Podcast with Matt and Tommy. Yes, we are back live and direct from the United Kingdom. Yes, we have returned from our incredible trip to the United States of America and obviously more specifically Las Vegas towards the end of the trip. We got to see it live, Tommy, and we're ready to rate some drivers. We sure did. Uh, Just watch back the highlights because it's one of those things where when you're there, it's very hard to absorb. And I thought maybe I was a bit biased that we were watching it, but my God, I absolutely love the track. Like I watched it back again, and it's so quick and frantic that I actually am a very, very big fan of this track now. Like watching it back, it's like, really good. Like I okay, love it. not even. Oh, it's good for racing. You're in love I, with the Las I think Vegas Grand Prix circuit. It's one of those like completely, yeah, unexpectedly good. Like I think it's. I think we need more tracks that are like maybe just high speed and look quick on television. How I sit on it is I don't care what it looks like as long as it produces good racing. That's <laughs> if it the, gives I, us I, that every year. It could be an perfect. oval. Yeah. I don't care. Um, but yes, we'll get into more about that shortly. Right, let's start off our driver ratings then, shall we? And begin with Logan Sargent. Sorry, I don't know why I just started doing like the... <laughs> It's like a little bit of the Bruce Buffer thing that went on. Um, Logan Sargent, he qualified 7th, started 6th, and finished 16th. I am going to go for a 6 out of 10 for Logie Bear. Because I don't want to be too harsh with the finishing position that he uh, unfortunately had to encounter. Um, You know, we we always said, we, we have always said, compared to your teammate, compared to Alex Albon... Let's see exactly, you know, whereabouts he finishes in comparison because that's the only measuring, real measuring tool we have. And it's quite clear to see that both Williams struggled. The strategy was not ideal for them because they'd already pit from the medium tyres. They then had 10 laps on those hards. Then the safety car came out and there was a decision that Williams will stay out. Whether that's the right decision, they're probably going to, in the debrief, say maybe not because of the pace they had towards the end of the race on that one stop. But look, it was decent in qualifying. He showed some potential there. He was delivering. Um, it's just a shame that neither Williams could really hold on and neither of them scored points. Yeah, I've also gone for a 6 out of 10 for Logie Bear. I can't believe he's finished 16th uh, after starting 6, but it's not uh, his fault really. It's just the way the cookie crumbled with or his tyres crumbled, I guess, in terms of the hard tyre. Um, pretty, yeah, poor from Williams. I'll look back on it and a big missed opportunity with that grid spot with a massive long straight. We said, you know, that is prime Williams points. And I can't believe they have finished 12th and 16th in a race where they're so high up. Uh, normally, you know, 
that they they do good there. So it's a shame. Uh, it's a big shame for Logan Sargent. But overall, for like the weekend, you know, he's finished seven seconds in the race behind his teammate, which is good going. And same with uh, how close he was in qualifying. Like it's not a huge margin. So um, it's looking a bit better for Logan, despite I think it'd be a disappointing result. Yeah, despite on paper, you know. You started sixth and finished sixteenth, but look, Williams did struggle. Alex Albon now qualified sixth, started fifth, and finished twelfth. Uh, I've gone for the same, a six out of ten. I'm bordering on a seven, but uh, it's so hard to judge these races, and uh, there'll be a lot of people, as always, with drive ratings that will disagree with us uh, because really? I think this is. <laughs> Yeah, no way. People disagree with us, Tommy. I know, it's shocking, isn't nah, it? No, surely um, not. But it's such a hard race to judge when it's how much you put on like the team versus the driver uh, and how much result means versus how well they actually drove. And I think this is one of the most difficult ones to grade because some people have been screwed by strategy, some people have been really quick all weekend and then you know had contact or something like that. So uh, it's a tough one to grade, but uh, I think a 6 out of 10 and... It's mainly down to like Williams are going to be kicking themselves that they didn't come away with a big chunk of points. There's been a lot of people saying, well, why don't you break it down into team rating and oh driver God, rating? And I'm like, six years. That would take six <laughs> years and also even more things for people to disagree on. <laughs> I've gone for a six out of 10 as well for Alex. Um, yeah, it's just disappointing. It's, you know, the six kind of just, you know, a little nod to the fact that qualifying went well, but the race didn't. Uh, he, of course, made that mistake as well, which let uh, a, a bunch of cars go through. And, and that was the last time he really had a, a sniff of the points. Um, I don't think it helped either Williams that the slipstream was actually reasonably good. Uh, had it been a Monza where the, the, it's a lot harder to to get a run and, and make a move, then perhaps they, they might have scored a point or two. But with uh, I, I had people actually messaging me going, well, actually, Matt, because of the uh, low temperatures and... The fact is, at night, the air sits differently. And when the cars go through it in hot temperatures, it goes up and is sporadic and things like that. Whereas when it's colder, it, it, the molecules, don't, they don't move as much, something like that. So basically, there is science as to why the slipstream was better than perhaps we expected. Um, but unfortunately for Williams, that is not what they wanted. Daniel Ricciardo qualified 15th, started 14th and finished 14th. I've gone for a 5 out of 10 for Daniel Ricciardo, even though he has demolished his teammate. Uh, I don't think that's anything to really say about Yuki Tsunoda's performance, and we'll get onto that shortly. Um, yeah, not the pace that we thought AlphaTauri were starting to have, um, especially when it was happening over more than one race, and we were thinking, oh, okay, is this what AlphaTauri is now? Uh, but unfortunately, they just didn't have the speed, the one-stop again, uh, didn't particularly work for the AlphaTauri either. Um, and yeah, he just had a very mediocre race, I'd say. Uh, he sure did. Uh, yeah, I've gone straight down the middle with a 5 out of 10. Really hard to judge because he was so far ahead of Yuki Tsunoda, uh, who won't be getting a good grade, spoiler alert, um, because yeah, like, uh, Daniel looked like the quicker driver, I guess. But yeah, AlphaTauri just had such a anonymous uh, weekend, really. They just looked nowhere, which I think was was surprising, but then also maybe not because I thought they were going to do well and I have no wheel knowledge. We knew that from the get-go, <laughs> mate. Yuki Tsunoda now qualified 20th, started 20th and finished 18th. 
gone for a 4 out of 10 for Yuki Tsunoda. Um, not great. Didn't look to have much pace. I mean, to be fair, he made eight places up at the start, uh, of course, thanks to a bit of um, crazy uh, chaos, of course. Started on the softs and was looking really good at one point. You know, he was flying through the field. Uh, and then his tyres went off. And uh, I've just noticed that his pit stop strategy spells SMH, which pretty much sums up his weekend. Yeah, very, very hmm. poor weekend from Yuki Tsunoda. I've gone for a four out of 10 as well. Um, really disappointing because, as you say, made up those positions at the start and you're, you're thinking, okay, those soft tyres are working. Then he pitted after 10 laps and then pitted again into lap 21 and then we had the safety car five laps later than that. So fair to say the strategy was not on his side either. Um, but yeah, considering he made up so many places at the beginning, you're wondering, okay, well, you know, it could be a point on the cards. Uh, but it just did not work out at all uh, for Yuki. And of course, had a had a very poor uh, qualifying as well, which did not help in the slightest. And was actually incredibly fortunate not to, uh, not to get a penalty after overtaking Bottas uh, when there were yellow flags out as well. So um, uh, that was for practice, of course. But yeah. Yuki Tsunoda, one to forget for him. Nico Hulkenberg qualified 13th, started 13th, and finished 19th. Well, didn't finish. He, did, he kind of didn't finish, didn't he? I was just, I was like, no. I think he finished. Um, he classified, sorry, classified 19th. Um, I've gone for a five out of 10 for Nico Hulkenberg. So he ran that old spec Haas, uh, whereas Mag Magnussen was, was running a different spec. And look, it looked reasonably good at the beginning. You're wondering, hold on. Is Haas going to hold on? They did not hold on. Uh, tyres, as always, deciding to chew through, even in those conditions, even in what we thought was, well, it was good for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc made it work. But Haas are the extreme version of the Ferrari and just disappointing once again. I mean, you could literally just say the same thing. Every single race weekend about Haas you know, reasonable or maybe quite a good start. And then, oh my God, they're seven laps off. Yeah, uh, I've gone for a five out of 10 for Hulkenberg. It was just the standard Haas race. No heroics uh, in qualifying this time. It's actually his teammate that, that did that. And what? what? No heroics into Sandoval? Or? <laughs> I'm far too jet lagged and tired for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, Gary. Um, yeah. Uh, what more is there to say? It's the the classic Haas race of the year. Why are they even turning Why up at the are moment? They taking part? Uh, yeah, sorry, Haas and any Haas fans out there. Kevin Magnussen qualified ninth, started eighth, and finished thirteenth. I've been very harsh on K Mag this year, so I'm going to give him a seven out of ten because his qualifying was superb. He was racing at the front. And I know he's dropped to 13th, but that house is awful. Um, and yeah, there's not much more uh, he can do. But yeah, I think surprise. I know he had the newest spec car, but uh, maybe a bit surprising uh, just how much better he was this weekend than uh, Nico Hülkenberg, which is no mean feat. So well done, K-Mag. Oh, go on then. I'll give him a 7 out of 10 as well for K-Mag. It was almost like they'd switched cars. Was it Magnuson in Q3? Come, okay. All right. He's he's cooking. Um, and then 
cooked too hard and his tyres went off and he didn't manage to score any points. But it was a much more solid performance from K-Mag, one with which we can't then go, wow, why have Haas signed him? That's what we expect from K-Mag. None of this getting knocked out in Q1 and starting 19th. Let's utilise the car that you've got underneath you. So K-Mag finishing the season strong, hopefully, if he does the same in Abu Dhabi. Lance Stroll! Qualified 14th, started 19th, and finished 5th. I've gone for a 9 out of 10 for Lance Stroll. Oh my goodness me, Stroll was chefing. Like, this man was in the kitchen with his chef hat on. I don't really know what happened. It's a typical Lance Stroll race where you just look at the classification and you go, he's in 5th? Um, you know, he, of course, had that uh, penalty... Um, after overtaking under yellows in, in practice um, and had a reasonably poor qualifying. But my goodness me, when it came to the race, this man was was on one. So he pitted at the end of lap three and then went to lap 26 on the hards. Of course, the safety car helped out a little bit there. Um, but still, he was actually using, and I don't know whether this was a strategy that they wanted to do with Aston Martin, but both of the uh, sets of hards that he went on weren't brand new. So perhaps there was something, some learnings there from that because his pace was was brilliant. He was feisty. He was getting stuck in. And Lance Stroll, you know what? He silenced the critics this weekend. I've gone for a 9 out of 10 as well for Lance Stroll. Uh, very good drive. Um, yeah. Well, yeah no, really has... who's a better superlative than good? Come on, let's see. What would you... Really on, let's go great into the thesaurus. Drive. Really great. Is that what the jet lag's doing to you? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great drive from him. The fact that he obviously had a a bit of a mare during the qualifying sessions, which meant that he had those those penalties. But to get back through the field, of course, you know, had the start of dreams. Bit of a um, reminds me of uh, Hungary, where some people uh, got through through the pack, uh, where everyone just kind of crashed and had a mare. And uh, I also saw some clips circulating on uh, Twitter, uh, an unbelievable dive bomb he did at one point uh, to pass another car so far back. Um, and yeah, Lance really was cooking, like you say. like He's just turned his uh, form around. Obviously, we, we joked every week that he was terrible and never going to actually lose uh, his seat, but maybe this will make Lawrence not want to sell the team. <laughs> He's like, no, cancel, cancel it. No, my yeah, son's yeah. back. He's going to yeah, be world champion. Here he is. Fernando Alonso now qualified 10th, started 9th and finished 9th. I've gone for a 6 out of 10 for Fernando Alonso. Um, hurts me to say. Uh, of course, he's finished 9th. Uh, I think he could have done a lot better um, because of, at the end of the day, like he's... Uh, made a mistake into turn one. I know there was the the oil, but um, went in far too hot, uh, and that cost him, uh, and meant that he finished, uh, you know, behind his teammate uh, who started way down the order. Um, so yeah, uh, I think after his heroics in, uh, I'm going to say it again, uh, heroic the word heroics. I don't know why that's in my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Interlagos, uh, yeah, it was not not the best of. Uh, races from from Fernando, but we still got some points, which I guess is a very Fernando thing that he's getting a six out of ten, even though he got points. But uh, I expected more from my goat. 
Well, I'm going to be nicer about your goat, and I'm going to go for a 7 out of 10 for Fernando, despite the absolute dive bomb that he decided to do into lap one, turn one. That man was trying to take the lead into turn one with how deep he broke, braked. Um, he, uh, he still recovered relatively well. The Aston Martin isn't quick as we kind of, well, Brazil was a bit of an outlier, but again, I think qualifying showed that there wasn't much to be, to be gained from, from this Grand Prix. And obviously Lance has had an amazing race. And I think Fernando's still scoring a couple of points. Not too bad. I mean, he's, He's been beaten by his teammate. Let's not deny that. But I still think he deserves a seven. So I'm very surprised that you are just disrespecting your goat like that, Tommy. But uh, it's fine. I will do that. I know Fernando's obviously an avid listener. Uh, so don't worry, Fernando. I've got you. Valtteri Bottas qualified eighth, started seventh, and finished 17th. Well, didn't finish. Did he finish? He didn't finish. He finished 17th, yeah. He did finish. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, well, basically half his car was missing. So in my, yeah. in my head, I'm like, he didn't kind of finish. I've gone for a seven out of 10 for Valtteri. He's finished 17th, but that man was in the kitchen getting all of his ingredients ready for the greatest race of all time. Low grip tracks and Valtteri Bottas just get the handshake meme out because that man was on one. And then he, got, he was so unfortunate into, into turn one because uh, he was sandwiched by a spinning Alonso and then Perez as well. Get, he got yeeted about a thousand times. That man's car was limping for the entire race. So I am not going to give him any less than a seven because I think he was on for some very lovely points. And I'm so angry because I wanted Valtteri Bottas to get some points because I'm pretty sure I predicted him higher up in the Drivers' Championship at the beginning of the year than where he currently is. So that would have been lovely. But uh, yeah, such a shame. I've gone for a seven as well. I think Bottas was uh, quietly one of the best drivers of the weekend uh, it's just a shame that the race didn't go to plan you know he's brilliant uh looking really good in all the practice sessions and then in qualifying as well was was brilliant so uh such a shame uh seven out of ten obviously may seem incredibly high for a 17th place finish but uh you can't can't blame him because he was doing uh extremely well and yeah such a shame i can tell frank is really you know quite Quite agitated as the, the little, he's, the little yeah, guys. Yeah, I've come home and he's like, oh, finally I can get like, in the content oh. again. Yeah, That's I know. He's been. such a clout chaser, isn't he? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Zhou Guan Yu now qualified 18th, started 17th and finished 15th. I've gone for a 5 out of 10 as Frank decides to walk in the room the second <laughs> I'm talking again. Uh, it's fine. What Hopefully, noise cancellation what is, a guy. is to <laughs> coming in clutch. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, Zhe Guan Yu's been a bit uh, lackluster, I think, since he's signed his new contract. Um, such a shame because it looked like he was really starting to, like, you know, be on form with Valtteri. He was putting in some uh, really good performances, but yeah, it just just seems to have like disappeared a bit and become that kind of anonymous Alfa Romeo driver, uh, which is a shame to see. It is a shame. Yeah, I've gone for a five out of ten as well. A poor weekend, really, for Joe. Um, we expect a bit more from him, especially when there has been glimpses of of real potential for him uh, against Bottas. Um, but look, it's a low grip circuit for 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 Valtteri, and and that's where he really comes into his own. Uh, we'll see what happens in Abu Dhabi, where we don't have uh, such low grip, and maybe Joe will will fight back. Oscar Piastri qualified nineteenth, started eighteenth, finished tenth. 
This one's a really difficult one to grade it really because of where is. he finished, but how much he was absolutely flying. I've gone for an eight out of ten for Oscar. He he was he was doing things in that race, and he was incredibly unlucky uh, with how his race sort of unfolded with the strategy. Um, I'm a little bit surprised. I think I think McLaren literally gambled on another safety car for him um, because I think a lot of us probably sort of didn't quite clock that Piastri had to do another pit stop until quite late on in the race where you go, oh, oh, he hasn't gone on the mediums yet. Oh, no, this is not good. And he was running in a, a very strong fourth, wasn't he, at, at one point? So uh, it's such a shame because I think he was really outperforming where that McLaren deserved to be. We saw it in qualifying. We saw Lando uh, and Oscar both go out in Q1. Um, and then for Oscar to be so high up during that race, God, I, bet, I, bet, I bet McLaren really wished that they didn't have to change tyre compounds in the race because he would have probably finished fourth. Like he was, his pace was decent. He was running not too far behind the leaders for a little while. And yeah, unfortunately for him, had to come off the hards, go on the mediums and managed to salvage a point. But I still think it was a great drive. Oh, you've almost convinced me that uh, it's a, an eight now because I was going to go for a seven. Um, he's had... A very, yeah, he's had an incredibly entertaining race. He was actually very high up in the driver of the day uh, standings as well, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> and then everyone think, went, cancel, cancel, went, he's got another stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is classic driver of the day. Um, but yeah, he's... Um, what are you he's going for? A, I'm going to go for a... Oh, I've given Bottas a seven. I think maybe he does deserve an eight because, yeah, uh, he did actually... Um, put in some spectacular moves as well uh, and was really entertaining to watch. So, yeah, let's go for an eight. Um, this this is such a hard race to to rate, but um, and this one is probably the most difficult of the lot because you look on paper and go, qualified 19th, finished 10th. It's not great, but uh, I think he was very unfortunate. He showed that he did have some, some good pace and when he was up at the front, yeah, there'd just be... Uh, kicking themselves that that rule and just being annoyed that that rule exists where you have to um, have to do that. Absolutely. And I think as well, Oscar's been on a bit of a mediocre run of form of, of late. So for him to, to bounce back the way he was and really got stuck in uh, towards the front of the field, I think uh, deserves commending. Lando Norris now qualified 16th, started 15th and retired. I have gone for a three out of ten for Lando Norris. He's had an absolute um, mare, to be honest. To get knocked out in Q1 is a huge shock. And despite everything, I, I still thought they'd be good here. I know they were like, oh, we're not going to be good here. But then we said that in Hungary, and then he finishes second in Hungary, and it felt like the McLaren could be good anywhere. Um, and I know he's been caught out by a bump, but you know, it's still... A uh, mistake that not others have have made, but just glad uh, he's okay after surprising hospital um, visit. Like he got out the car, said he was fine, like we mentioned in the race race review, and then um, glad that he was uh, all clear after that. But yeah, a rare L for Lando because he's been brilliant. Um, but but this was not his finest weekend, to say the least. No, it wasn't. I've also gone for a three out of ten uh, for Lando. Um course losing the car on the bump and i know there's going to be people going 
but it was a bump. He bottomed out. So I have got a quote from Oscar Piastri who said, in fairness, it's the same bump for everyone. So it just depends on your speed, the condition of your tyres, potentially how your car is positioned there, how close you are to the car ahead. There are multiple factors. Maybe Lando maybe uh, made a kind of assumption that there was enough grip. So just wanted to cover that one off before people start going. But it was a rogue bump. It came out of nowhere and then went back into the ground. No, it's the same bump for everyone, unfortunately. Lando was unfortunate in that sense because... You know, he's a very talented driver, but this in this occasion, um, early on in the race, heavy fuel, low grip, tyres, probably not up to temperature. Uh, he made a mistake. So, yeah, three out of ten for me as well. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Pierre Gasly qualified fifth, started fourth, finished 11th. Oh, God. I thought I was going to be giving this guy a 10 out of 10 when it was about two thirds through the race. I'm going for a 7 out of 10 for Pierre Gasly. Such a shame um, because he was running right at the front and we're thinking he could get a podium quite easily here. Uh, but unfortunately for him, the, the end part of the race just did not work for him. Now, you might be thinking, 7 out of 10, that's a little bit harsh, Matt. You know, why have you gone for, for, for that kind of grade? You know, he was screwed by the strategy. But I am comparing him to his teammate, and Gasly was only on three lap older hard tyres than Esteban Ocon. Um, and Esteban Ocon had the greatest race of his life all the way up to the end of the race. So for me, that's why I've gone for a 7 out of 10. Maybe Gasly just didn't manage to... You know, keep his tyres in, in a good window towards the end of the race, perhaps biting a little bit too hard, trying to get that miraculous podium. Um, and yeah, uh, still a shame. He still was caught out, but yeah, it's a 7 out of 10. Yeah, it's a very good point about the tyres. Uh, I'd go for a 7 out of 10 uh, as well. I was umming and ahhing between 7 and, and an 8, but yeah, if his tyres aren't that much older than his teammate. It's so unlucky though, because a normal race... He's he's finishing fourth. Like if we just get a boring race, he's finishing fourth or fifth. Um, he had brilliant pace. Uh, was you know his qualifying was sensational, uh, and then the fact that that he's managed to stick with the the leaders at the start was really impressive. But like many drivers, uh, some it worked out for when we had that safety car, and others just got uh, kind of screwed over, and it just unravelled their whole race. And that's exactly what happened to Gasly. 
Esteban Ocon qualified 17th, started 16th, finished 4th. Gone for a 9 out of 10 for Esteban Ocon. What a, what a drive. I mean, just like Hungary, the absolute run of dreams through Turn 1 where the sea of F1 cars have just parted for him and he's gone, thank you very much, I will overtake everyone. Um, and then he put in some brilliant moves as well. Um defied team orders as well to to get past Gasly, which I bet they're glad that he did that in the end because Ocon was the uh you know quicker driver and Gasly's the one that dropped back. So um yeah uh a brilliant uh brilliant drive from Ocon. Uh no it's a ten. He's finished fourth in an Alpine around Vegas. It's a ten. I was yeah, about to cook 10. you I was about to put you on the barbecue and cook it you. It's because of qualifying but when his drive is in the race, yeah, the <laughs> race is where it matters. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, the moves that he made as well. Um, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant result. Yeah, I, I ten out of ten. Um, I, you know, he had uh, a bit of an altercation, of course, with with Verstappen um, in in Q one, which caused for him to be knocked out. And uh, I would like to question whether Esteban decides to do that in the future, especially on Verstappen. Maybe other drivers might let you get away with it. Verstappen will never let you get away with that. Um, but yeah, just such a brilliant drive from Ocon had great pace all the way up to the end. Of course he got passed by Russell at the end, but Russell had that penalty. So to finish fourth in an Alpine at a, at a track with straights, what were Alpine doing? Like they, they, they were like, no, you know what? We're, we're not going to be bad at tracks with straights anymore, especially because Tommy's just given us biggest flop. So yeah. they decided to turn up their engine to 11, but uh, Esty Bestie can be very, very proud of his performance. Um, as you say, made some amazing moves and he's getting a 10 out of 10. Lewis Hamilton qualified 11th, started 10th and finished 7th. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 for Lewis Hamilton. Um, unfortunately for him, uh, couldn't extract the, the pace that he wanted to out of the car in qualifying. So it meant that he had a very difficult race ahead of him. Um, he was, I think, the only driver to start on the hards, for, but at least on the top, however many it was, um, top 16, I think it was actually, uh, which was a different strategy. Um, and then, of course, had a bit of a calamitous start at the beginning um, and, and then just had so many incidents. Of course, had a puncture with Piastri. Um, he essentially was all the way at the back of the field and then had to make loads and loads of moves. Seventh place is nothing to write home about, but I think the drive that he actually delivered was was really, really good, um, and he kept himself in it. And it's a typical Lewis Hamilton drive where he just gets as many points as he possibly can, no matter what the race throws at him. Yeah, definitely. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 as well. Um, seventh is a great result when he was down in 17th at the restart, which is absolutely insane. But there's you know, not that many laps to go. Um, I think the reason... I was umming and ahhing about a 9, but I think the reason... Uh, I'm not giving him a nine is because his qualifying, uh, you know, when you qualify badly, it always puts you in that position to have these moments where you're colliding with a midfield runner or, you know, you're in the mix and get a bit, bit unlucky, but he did some brilliant things in the race. Like his move on Gasly into that fast left-hander was so good. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, like I and he went around the outside that. of Sonoda as well at turn three. Yeah. Exactly. Like I love that section of the track. Like it's seeing seeing a move in there was incredible. Thanks, Frank. I am gonna throw Frank out the window in a minute. So am I. I know he's missed me, but he's he's 
doing my head in. George Russell now qualified fourth, started third, and finished eighth. Gone for a six out of ten for George Russell. Um, think he's thrown away the easiest P3 he'll ever get. Um, and of course, you know, he mentioned that he didn't see Verstappen, but Verstappen was alongside him for a very long time for him to notice in his mirrors, surely, that a car is alongside him. And it's a big mistake that's cost him a, a really good position. Uh, and yeah, it's un- unfortunate for George because he was looking like the quicker Mercedes driver. I mean, you look where he started compared to Hamilton. He'll be kicking himself that I'm probably thinking how on earth has he ended the race behind Hamilton? I have also gone for a six out of 10 and I completely agree. Uh, He was the better Mercedes driver this weekend, but George Russell's season this year has been one of missed opportunities and also some not great pace. It's not been a particularly good 2023 for, for George and this would have been a great podium to just get some points. Because, of course, you know, you might think, oh, everything's wrapped up. No, it's not. They're fighting Ferrari for se- for second place in the constructors. You had Toto Wolf coming over the team radio trying to G George Russell up and say, go and get fourth place, this, that, and the other, because Toto knows how important uh, this, this fight between uh, Mercedes and Ferrari is. And I think Toto was not happy as well. And maybe the boss coming over the phone to speak to you, George knew deep down that Toto's maybe not too happy that he turned into Max Verstappen, because as you say, that was a very easy podium. He himself said that after the race. And he held his hands up and said it was his fault with Max Verstappen. So I might have given it a seven had he been like, you know, if Max had just gone and done an, a you know a really rogue sort of dive bomb. But as you say, it was a it was a measured move from Max. It wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, so yeah, six out of ten for me. Carlos Sainz now qualified second, started twelfth, and finished sixth. Oh, Carlos, it is a weekend of what could have been. I've gone for a 7 out of 10 for Carlos Sainz. Of course, a great qualifying. Um, but, you know, a race that, you know, finishing sixth, I maybe thought he was going to finish a little bit higher. Perhaps there was a bit of delusion there, but that Ferrari looked very quick in the hands of Charles Leclerc. Um, yeah, it, it, I just don't think he, he moved through the pack maybe as quickly as I, as I expected. So. That's why I've gone for a seven. Of course, that could have easily been much, much higher had he started at the front of the field and we had a Ferrari versus Red Bull battle. But for me, yeah, Carlos, seven out of 10. It's a good performance, but but nothing special. I've gone for an eight out of 10 for Carlos Sainz. Um, yeah, it is a what might have been race. Uh, he was so close to, to Charles in qualifying and of course had that, that penalty that will just always be one of those uh, that goes down as one of the harshest penalties ever, uh, hitting a a drain cover that's not not his fault at all that just ruined his whole weekend completely i think a few more laps uh he's finishing uh, in fourth he was in that 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 pack but ran out of time in the end i want i'm going to do youtube comments right now Got them. because i didn't even mention the fact that he literally spun into turn 1 and you gave fernando alonso a 6 uh oh it was science's fault wasn't it in turn 1 um <laughs> He spun on his own, did he, on the oil? Yes, he spun on his own. Yeah. yeah, okay, seven, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, I was just trying to, uh, it's fine, it's jet lag. I am doing yeah. what YouTube comments do, but here right now, and yeah, I, you know, nice. uh, we okay. can sort it out. Okay, a yeah. couple of sevens, we love that. It's all good. 
Get, you can go back to sleep after this, Tommy. Don't worry. Charles Leclerc qualified on pole and finished. Well, we started on pole as well and finished second. Uh, I've gone for a 10 out of 10 for Charles Leclerc. It's borderline nine, but I think he makes it back because he made that mistake uh, to lose to Perez, which maybe without it, maybe he'd have still like, like... He was looking so quick, but what he did with that move at the end undid that, uh, basically. And it's very unlucky not to get, get the win. I think he could have easily ended up winning that race had he been a bit... Um, Luckier with the safety car timing and stuff, but yeah, his move was was so good at the end. Uh, and yeah, 10 out of 10. Well done, Charles. I've also gone for a 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, made that small mistake that, that locked his brakes to let Perez through and of course lost the lead off the line, uh, which I'm very surprised about. How on earth Max Verstappen, on the side where apparently oil was spilt, has he gone and just still got a better run than, than Charles to tell, I was absolutely devastated. But we had a race on our hands. Charles gave us a brilliant race, um, extracted everything he possibly could out of that Ferrari, I believe. And yeah, the move on Perez at the end definitely moved him from a nine to a 10. He wasn't there for, th for second place. He was thinking about the 10 out of 10 in the P1 F1 driver ratings, and he sent it. And it is a clip I have watched about 25 times. It is unbelievable. What a move. And uh, yeah, fully deserving of a 10 out of 10. Sergio Perez qualified 12th, started 11th, finished 3rd. I have gone for an 8 out of 10 for Sergio Perez this weekend. Much, much better. His pace was decent. Uh, of course, you know, got knocked out in qualifying, which, you know, that's, that's uh, definitely a mark off of him because had he been at the front, who knows? But uh, he, he made a brilliant, uh, well, he had a, a brilliant first stint and, and was basically in the position to gain an advantage if a safety car was was brought out. And lo and behold, it came out at almost the perfect time for him. Of course, he was caught up a little bit with the chaos at the start as well and had to change his front wing. Um, but he kind of got that luck back with the safety car. And then he was, you know, right there, right in there and absolutely categorically could have won that race. Unfortunately for him, I guess unfortunately he made the decision, but he had a bit more front wing on his car, which helped him obviously in those those tighter sections. But when he got through on Charles, he could not break the toe, no matter how hard he tried. He might have even got out of DRS, but with the slipstream, with Charles running lower wings, he managed to just claw that uh, that deficit back almost immediately. Then he made that mistake to let Verstappen through, and that was it. Had Perez stayed in second, he might well have still won that race. Um, so small errors led to him finishing third, and of course didn't even faint a defence into that sort of final breaking zone uh, to stop Charles from dive bombing, which I think had he done that, Charles might have thought better of it. Um, so yes, eight out of 10. I've gone for a nine out of 10 for Perez. It's very close between an eight and a nine for me. Um, I'd maybe give him an eight and a half, but uh, I think based on how bad it's been for him and how like he's kind of, turn that season around and I think that that's just a drive that will just relieve a lot of the pressure off him uh, I also am uh, not ashamed to say that I'm giving him 
uh, an extra half a point just because his reaction to the guy shouting his name is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Right, that's and, crazy. Uh, that's crazy. You're giving him half a point for yeah. for something that's got nothing to do with yeah. racing. And uh, okay, I can fair. see the uh, I can see the frustration in your face, and I love it. <laughs> no, he had, he had a great drive, but you know, yeah, nine yeah, out of yeah. ten, really. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's literally like he's had pretty much a stinker of a season. He's finished two seconds behind Verstappen at the end, so. It's generous, definitely, but based on how his his uh, his season's gone, he's getting a bit of a a bit like a, a stroll, right? Like when he's done well, he kind of go, well, you've had a stinker, so you get maybe more points than normally would with a as if it was Fernando, I guess. So, okie dokie. Max Verstappen qualified third, started second, and won the race. I've gone for a 10 out of 10 for Max Verstappen. Um, next year, I kind of need to maybe change what a 10 is because I don't think it was the perfect <laughs> weekend for Max. It's a Max Verstappen grade. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be close to a like a nine where it's still like it's a really good drive. He's won the race. So, um, but I guess it wasn't perfect. But based on how I've rated everything else uh, and also giving his teammates a nine, it has to be uh, a 10. Um, and yeah, just many more things have been thrown at him this year uh, and he still ends up winning all the time uh, which is crazy uh, and yeah I put a stat online that if he wins in Abu Dhabi he'll have two of the longest winning streaks of all time in the same year separately which just shows how dominant and a lot of people saying yeah like if it wasn't for Singapore he'd have won 17 in a row which is absolutely bonkers <laughs> but he didn't win Singapore Ferrari did, did so not. who cares I have controversially gone for a 9 out of 10 for Max Verstappen um, because turn one, lap one, got a penalty. That man did an illegal overtake, got a penalty. That is not a perfect 10 out of 10 score for me personally. Didn't manage to eat, uh, to break away and win by 10, 15 seconds. So if we're, if we're grading a driver on what we expect from them, Max Verstappen, it was not a perfect weekend by any stretch of the imagination. He qualified third. Had it not been for Sainz's incredibly um, harsh penalty, uh, then there might have been a, a much tougher race on his hands. So if it's if there's one moment I'm going to give Max Verstappen a nine, this is the time. So uh, I'm locking that one in just so that it doesn't say 10 for the entire season, pretty much uh, for me, uh, for, for my grades. OK, and finally, who is our P1? Charlotte Claire. It's It's got to be. It's either that or Ocon. Of course, Ocon had an amazing race as well. Um, but Charles Leclerc, he gave us a, a brilliant, a brilliant race to watch. Um, the move at the end. What more can I say? Yeah, I've also gone for Charles Leclerc. It was uh, a great drive. Got everything he could out of a Ferrari. So close to to winning. It does feel like a what what might have been. Um, and yeah, just a, a very very good good drive indeed from Charles Leclerc. Well done. Lovely. I can tell that Tommy's brain is slowly shutting down with the jet lag. <laughs> and that is it. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to these F1 driver ratings. I hope you've enjoyed. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts are um, just praying that Abu Dhabi is even half as good as that race. Um, although... It's a lot easier to do the driver ratings when it's a boring race, so maybe we need one. So everyone agrees <laughs> with us. <laughs> nope, doesn't matter. Opinions are like a-holes. Everybody has one. And that is it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we will see you, well, 
we're back into the final race week of the season. Everyone's like, oh, thank God, it's been such a boring season. But come next week, everyone will be going, what do I do at weekends now? Uh, and that will be me. So we look forward to having, well, the end of the season. And then everybody's on level points. And Charlotte Clare is technically tied for the World Championship lead. I'm so ready. Uh, See you soon, everybody. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.